Oh, my God. That was, uh, I think, Rowdy Telez has gone yard once or twice already this morning. That, <laughs> that was a beatdown, man. Wow. That was a beatdown, to say the very least. Good gracious. Um, that day, yeah, that thing was good night, sweet prince. Uh, I, I'll tell you this. Uh, I haven't seen anything like that in a long time. That was fun. Um, that was fun to watch. That was a good time. <laughs> that was that was sit back, relax, and breathe easy. That was sit back, relax, and breathe easy. That that really was last night. That was a lot of fun. So Ben, did you see the uh, the post last night? Because I did. I did it for you. And I even called you out on it. Oh, no, I missed it. Oh, um, I was, I mean, we don't need to get into this, but it was another long night of Joe Girardi doubt uh, that was unfolding. Sure. Okay. Yeah, no, I had both games on and the Brewers were destroying the Reds. So I turned the volume on of the Phillies game and it mm-hmm. became a complete disaster. So, no, I missed it. I'm sorry. Yeah, that was, uh, that was, that was a beat down last night. But uh, what I did, here's what I did. I did not. I started to go downstairs. I start, I had a whole bunch of stuff that I was doing last night, and and I'm getting ready for all the announcements tomorrow regarding the motorcycle ride and our 15th anniversary and everything for charity. So, and we, we're on the 119 day, 120 days today, the countdown until the 119th anniversary for Harley Davidson and the 15th anniversary of our motorcycle ride. So we're putting all this together. So I was busy last night, and I thought, you know what, I'm going to go downstairs. I'm going to sit down, and relax. And uh, I, I started talking to a friend of mine. I was putting a few things together that had come in the mail, that had come via um, uh, Amazon. So I'm sitting there, and before I could really get, you know, like, you know, start to get the cigar out and the whole thing, uh, Rowdy Telez goes yard, and it's the Grand Slam. And David Stearns is talking at that point in time. And it's, it's like, at that point, I knew it was over. At that point, I knew it was over. I'm sitting there downstairs, and I'm I'm one of those guys, and I'm putting stuff together, and you're getting the God, and no instructions are sent. So I'm kind of looking. I'm trying to figure this thing out. I'm looking at pictures, you know, and I'm decent engineering-wise, but I'm not brilliant. And, uh, and, and then all of a sudden, this happens. Take a listen. The 1-0. And a high drive, deep right center field. This ball is way back there. A grand slam for Rowdy Telez. And the Brewers lead it 6-2. And then, later in the ball game, when I'm sitting there and I'm, I'm, I, I, decide, I got everything done and I was going to do the cigar, and I'm like, this game's over. I'm not even going to sit down here and watch this game. So I went upstairs and I was on the computer and everything. And the game got into like the sixth or seventh inning, and uh, and I poured a, a a glass of the Angels Envy bourbon, and I decided, okay, I'm going to do this because all I kept thinking in the back of my head was Ben's probably sitting there waiting. Ben's going to rip me the next day if I don't do this because I promised to do this. So Ben's sitting there waiting for me. So I got to do this, and uh, then Rowdy Telez again comes up with uh, with uh, the bases loaded, uh, and came within two feet of hitting another grand slam in this one. Instead, it's a it's a double that goes off the wall. But listen to what you had to say last night when talking about the Cincinnati Reds. 
Stevenson at first. Rowdy Telez. Another long drive to right. It's going to get off the wall. Two more runs are going to score on a double by Rowdy Telez. And uh, there's, there's nothing you can really say, folks. Um, really, this is disastrous for the Reds. <laughs> it's just, it's just, Duke's not even excited. He's not, ah, there's a drive. Oh, crap. <laughs> this game's going to continue. Oh, there's a drive off the wall. Two more are going to score. This is a disaster. This is disastrous for the Reds. The Reds are now a punchline. I mean, a punchline. They've got like 15 guys on the either the IL and what have you, whether it's injured list or it's the COVID list or whatever you want to call it uh, in baseball. They, they don't have a team. David Bell's an idiot. Uh, they're just awful. Their pitchers can't throw strikes to save their life. It, it, that's embarrassing. It, that, it's just embarrassing to watch this team. Um, I I feel my friends, <laughs> my friends, uh, they have season tickets and they're just like, you know, we can't even give them away. Nobody wants them. Not even for the weekend games. You know, we can go down. They'll, they'll stand. Uh, there's a place right next door called the Holy Grail, which is a huge, huge bar right next to Great American Ballpark. They literally go down there and eat and leave them on the table. Leave the tickets on the table and walk away just to see if anybody will take them. And people walk by, they look at them, and they just kind of go. And then he's got a video of there's this group of girls. He was down there last night. He's got this he, he, his, uh, or, uh, uh, last week, and he's got this group of girls. They're sitting at the table next to him. They get up and act like they're leaving and leave the tickets there on the table. The girls walk over. The girl picks the ticket up and goes, oh, no way. <laughs> you can read her lips, and she puts the ticket down and leaves. That's how bad the Reds are. They're just hideous, just a hideous baseball team. So last night I uh, did, the, uh, did the, live, uh, the, uh, live stream over on Facebook Live last night uh, just, just for Ben. But I uh, sat back with a bourbon and just enjoyed the night. What a good night. Brewers go for the sweep today. Bucks getting ready for game three down at the Pfizer Forum. Major League Baseball owes us an explanation. They really do. Major League Baseball owes us an explanation. Um, I, 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 I'm going to get into this, but Madison Bumgarner got ejected yesterday. And first of all, the whole thing about he needs to be held back. Let Madison Bumgarner go. Let him go. The guy's an idiot. If you're going to punch an umpire, if you're going to bump an umpire, if you're going to throw down with an umpire, you're going to be suspended, ejected, fined, everything. Let him go. Stop this whole thing about wanting to get at an umpire. You're an idiot. Okay? It's a joke. It's pathetic. You're not a man because you're doing it. You're just a hothead and a moron. Okay? You're not going to punch an umpire. And if you, if you do, you're the scourge of baseball. All because the guy checked your hand in a whatever way. However, however, I will say this. The, the fact that the umpire, the umpire, it was first inning. I mean, the umpire had a little bit of a wide strike zone or, or a, a shrunken strike zone. He wasn't giving Madison Bumgarner the benefit of the doubt. And the pitch that Madison Bumgarner got pissed about was, a, was actually a ball. If you look at the quiz tech on the screen, it was a ball. It was a cup, you know, it was a little bit outside. So it could have gone either way, but he got mad about it. What happened after that, though, when the inning finally ended, 
was a stare down. And the umpire was was at fault. The umpire was at fault. All they show is Madison Bumgarner getting mad and going crazy. Okay? But what I don't understand is why the umpire sat there and was checking his hand for any kind of a sticky substance. Okay, great. He st- but he never looked at his hand. He stared longer into Madison Bumgarner's eyes than I've stared into the eyes of any girlfriend or wife I've ever had. I, did you see that, Ben? Oh, the home gee. plate umpire just just he was completely enticing Madison Bumgarner. I wouldn't call that a foreign substance check. I would say the umpire was caressing his hand and looking Correct. deep into his soul. Correct. He was just staring because even Bumgarner was looking down at his hand and then looked up and caught the umpire just staring at him. Oh, the catcher's like, what the hell's going on? Right. So, in other words, he was so he was just looking at Bumgarner to send a message. Like, don't show me up, don't question me. And Bumgarner got mad. Well, here's what here's what I need from Major League Baseball. Because this whole thing about umpires not ever being able to be approached by the media, what have you. What I need to know is why did he check his hand so long and why did he stare him down? What did Bumgarner do to deserve that? And is the umpire also going to be spined or suspended for that? Because that that uh, clearly enticing. And I, look, I'm not a fan of hotheads and idiots, okay? But in this particular case, this started because Bumgarner got mad by a call. Okay, so be it. Then he insisted on checking his hand. That's fine. But the way he did it and the way he went about it, we can all see it for what it is. It's embarrassing to baseball. And this is the reason why umpires have got to have the ability to be questioned by the media, by not just by the Umpires Association of Major League Baseball. You have got to know. You The more public pressure on these guys to do certain things to get it right and not be jags like this, you you got to get it right. This is embarrassing. Major League Baseball owes fans, Bumgarner, whomever, Arizona Diamondback fans, an explanation. Because that, that's just, it's it's so wrong. He, he never, ever, from the time he takes his hand, never looks at the hand. He stares into the eyes of Madison Bumgarner, basically enticing him and, and, and getting him, you know, to, to provoking him into starting an argument and thus being able to throw him out. That's all he did. That's all he did. Uh, 877-867-1671. Hit us up. Do it. You can find us over on Twitter at Bill underscore Michaels. At Bill underscore Michaels. You can find Ben Kenny at Ben Z Kenny on Twitter. At Ben Z Kenny. Facebook. Go to Facebook.com slash The Bill Michaels Show. Uh, you can find us over there. Watch every day. And even catch the Facebook Lives every now and then. Uh, you can check us on YouTube. And uh, please subscribe. It's absolutely free on YouTube. Go to YouTube.com slash uh, Bill Michaels Show. And you want to do that because the Happy Hour live stream is back tonight. We're going to be doing that live from Road America in Victory Lane tonight uh, as we're going to start going over all the race season and also taking care of a lot of the uh, discussion regarding the improvements to Road America as we get ready for the IndyCar, uh, the Superbikes, and then the NASCAR and the Xfinity Series and when they come rolling in. So you're going to want to hear this coming up tonight if you're a race fan of any type. Coming up tonight, 5 o'clock sharp, 
uh, on the YouTube channel and the Facebook channel. And in addition to that, you can find us on Twitch TV. Uh, download the app on Twitch, and you can find us over there as well. And also uh, just get a hold of us the old-fashioned way, the email way, the Bill Michaels, T-H-E, the Bill Michaels at gmail.com, the Bill Michaels at gmail.com. And also, if you're going to watch the program, listen to the program, what have you, you can always find the podcast section of it over on Spotify, Apple iTunes, and also over on uh, Google Podcasts. So there you go. That's it. <sighs> I'm through it all now. I'm through it all now. So I have an interesting spin on this whole Mad Bum thing. Okay. Like, yes, guys like this and Andrew Mendez are probably going to bring robo-umps upon us, and that sucks. Just guys that are this big of, a, of an idiot to just not be a normal umpire. Yet, in, in a world where umpire or managers don't come out to argue balls and strikes, and pretty much none of those arguments and blow-ups happen anymore, I kind of love the chaos of a situation like this. I No, I it, it's great for us. It's great discussion. It's great fodder. It's great, holy crap, did you see this? All of that stuff. I 100% agree. Um, that I, I understand. But just for the, for, for the sake of the game, it, because now the mere appearance of impropriety has been cast upon this, this umpire. You can't have that. You know, we've always seen umpires have kind of a, a goofy strike zone or a favorable strike zone. You kind of understand certain things. It's like in the NBA. You know, the mere appearance of impropriety has led everybody to believe that pretty much games are fixed, um, that the refereeing sways one side or the other. We, we've, we've come to that conclusion, and then Tim Donahue came out, said, yes, I was doing this, and David Stearns and Adam Silver and everybody, um, they were all proven wrong because this happened. This actually happened on their watch, and it's like, here you go. You've got to fix this now. Because not only do you have the appearance of impropriety, you have somebody saying it was improper, and now that, that stigma is going to be cast. Just like, like steroids in baseball. Anytime a guy plays extremely well, hits the ball extremely well, starts hitting homers, the first thing thought about this player is not, boy, did he get good. It's, boy, what's he taking? The mere appearance of impropriety screws everybody. Now you've got umpire. An umpire doing this purposefully, caught on camera, and provoking, enticing a pitcher into an argument so he can then throw him out. And Major League Baseball's got to give an explanation. And or, in my opinion, suspend the umpire. Suspend him for two weeks. Off you go. This crap is not going to be tolerated. You do your job. You, you, you're supposed to be impartial. That's what you've sworn to. Get out there and do your job. You're not supposed to be involved in these personality conflicts. You're supposed to be the guy that's the calming influence in all of these. You're supposed to be the guy that walks away from this. So... To me, that's what the umpiring situation is supposed to be. And I know the umpires have a union. I understand that. But baseball's got to do something about this particular cat. And Angel Hernandez, too. I think Angel Hernandez is absolutely positively awful. Although, if you look at that, um, that uh, umpiring site uh, that uh, goes through pitch by pitch for home plate umpires and what they call and all the things that they do, Angel Hernandez, for as bad as he is, he's in the middle of the pack. There's worse umpires out there. You know, there's worse umpires out there. And the shame of it is, and Pac fan, you're right, the umpire's never going to be suspended. And that's the reason this crap happens, is because Major League Baseball has absolutely zero. Rob Manfred, if you look in your pants, you have absolutely zero cojones. None. We're going to go ahead and take a break. More of the Bill Michael Show next. Ready! This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. 
1-0. And a high drive, deep right center field. This ball is way back there. A grand slam for Ronnie Telez. And the Brewers lead it 6-2. Stevenson at first, Rowdy Telez. Another long drive to right. It's going to get off the wall. Two more runs are going to score on a double by Rowdy Telez. you can really say, folks. Um, really, this is disastrous for the Reds. There you go. It is disastrous for the Reds. Um, by the way, Jeff, if you want to see the video of the Madison Bumgarner thing, you can go follow me on Twitter at Bill underscore Michaels. I just retweeted uh, some of the video uh, of it so you can see it over there for the specifics as to what I'm talking about. And, and many of you who are listening to the program. But uh, he came uh, and asked specifically over on over on the Bud Light live stream. So there you go. So uh, big doings at the ballpark last night. I mean, just a, just a joke of a game. Uh, great for the Brewers, don't get me wrong. Absolutely, positively awesome for the Brewers. 18-4 to four last night. And, uh, well, if, if you didn't get a hit last night, you, you were probably one of the few. Willie Adamas got on twice, scored twice. He was on with two walks, did not have a hit. Christian Yelich was roping last night. Scored three times, had a couple of RBI, had the double off the wall, another one later in the ballgame. Uh, Andrew McCutcheon, big night last night, four for five last night, four RBIs himself, scored a couple of times, and then there's Rowdy Telez, eight RBI, eight Eight RBI, grand salami, the double off the wall. Another one later had a, had that bloop, that little flopping. Oh, excuse me, knock into uh, left center, and it just fell between the shortstop, the center fielder, and the left fielder, and uh, drove in some runs as well. Or no, uh, excuse me, Andrew McCutcheon went from first to third on that one. He was off and running, never stopped, never broke stride, and ended up putting him at the corners. But what a big night last night. Luis Urias, two for three. Uh, he also had a couple of walks last night, scored a couple of times. I mean, just Lorenzo Cain was two for three, took a walk last night, scored a couple of times. Big night last night. I think everybody scored a couple of times last night. 17 hits, 18 runs last night, nine walks. Nine walks the Reds gave up. Reds pitching staff sucks. I mean, sucks. You got Gutierrez. Here we go again, Ben. I was talking about uh, these pitchers, and and, and the, you know their pitching coaches under so much between Lee Tunnel and the guys that left Milwaukee and ended up going to Cincinnati. Um, they're under so much heat because these guys just flat out cannot throw strikes. Last night, Gutierrez, who takes a loss, and now he's zero uh, five with an eight eighty six ERA, eighty seven pitches last night. 87 pitches. He threw two walks, but 58 strikes. Couldn't get anybody out. Four and a third innings. Four and a third innings. Now, then they ended, they ended up giving up last night, when you talk about the, the base on balls, nine walks. Nine. Moreno came in for an inning and a third and gave up a couple of walks. Sims, two-thirds of an innings and two-thirds of an inning, four walks. 34 pitches, only 12 strikes. Their, their staff sucks. 
But it's just they're horrible, horrible baseball team. Might be one of the worst all time. Meanwhile, the Brewers continue to press on. They get the win. They're staying two and a half games ahead of St. Louis, 17-8 and eight on the season. Tonight, they get a win. They would go 10 games above 500. And to 9-0 against today. the Pirates and Reds. Yep. Hey, you got to beat the bad ones. You oh, got to beat the bad ones. They're destroying the bad ones. Think about it this way. They get a win tonight. They will have the same amount of wins as the New York Yankees, who just lost their first game in 12. They had that 11-game win streak snapped yesterday. That's where they would be. They would have one of the best win totals. The uh, The Mets have 18. Uh, they would have one of the best win totals in all of baseball. Tied with the Mets and uh, also tied with the Yankees. So, But then again, like you said, I mean, they're playing some really bad baseball teams right now. Then they go on the road. They're going to go to Atlanta. Atlanta, surprisingly, where, at, where they're at right now is 12 and 15 on the season. They're a couple of games under 500, six games behind the Mets, who got off to a relatively fast start. Still a long season. Uh, and they're only a game better than uh, your lowly Phillies, who are sitting in, what, 11 and 14 on the season? Yeah, the team sucks. Correct me if I'm wrong? Yeah. There's no hope for uh, the Phillies to come back, make this uh, make this some kind of a divisional race. Uh, are you going to see Bryce Harper suddenly just pick the guys up and earn all that money and throw the team on his back and be able to throw them forward into a, a pennant chase? I guess the Brewers aren't facing this because Telez hit, what, 870 feet of homers yesterday. It seems like every single well-hit ball is caught on the warning track. Um, but no, I, I have no faith. I've, I've been taught to have no faith. The uh, the route, by the way, the Rowdy Telez, they said that 400, 458 foot shot he hit last night, which went off of the UW credit sign in just about straightaway center field. If you're looking out over the fence, it was just left of the giant, giant Toyota Tundra landing zone where the truck is. It just missed the truck by about 10 feet. It hit the sign halfway up the scoreboard for the UW credit sign. So the 458-foot shot, they said last night, had an exit velocity of 124 miles an hour. Is that, does that seem right? Because when they said that last night on the broadcast, I had to shake my head. Is that, is that right for the max ex- exit velocity that he's had? And the hun- it was 112 miles an hour, the line drive double, that Christian Yelich hit off the right field wall last night. So I guess it is, but that's what they were stating, was that the exit velocity on that baseball last night for Rowdy Teles was 124 miles an hour. I saw this from Kurt Hogg of the Journal Sentinel. Rowdy Teles, uh, out of entire MLB, he's in the 97th percentile of max exit velocity. Like he could be hitting the ball harder than almost everybody in the league. I Yeah. He, well, he always, I mean, that was one of the things. Um, if you listen to the interview with David Stearns last night, because David Stearns was actually in the booth talking to uh, the guys when Rowdy hit that grand slam. And he said, you know, they talked to him, they said, you know, something to the effect of, boy, what a find he was. And he talked about how he was toiling, toiling away in the uh, Toronto organization and he wasn't going to come up. And, you know, he moved around and they finally got him. 
And um, he said, you know, he always hits the ball hard. That was one of the things that they noticed about him was that didn't matter if it was in the ground or didn't matter if it was down the line or the opposite way. He just always, for the most part, hit the ball hard. He squared up the barrel most of the time. The only time we haven't seen him hit the ball hard was that little, excuse me, throw your bat in front of it, bloop single that he had that moved McCutcheon from first to third last night uh, that ended up landing between the shortstop uh, left fielder and right uh, and center fielder. So the offense is woken up. Yeah, he's uh, got a max exit velocity in the 97 percentile. Uh, hard hit percentage, he's 79%. Slugging percentage, 100%. Extra base hits, uh, 91%. Um, it's, the average exit velocity for him is 84%. He's well above, well above in just about every category. He's below the average just by a hair in strikeout percentage, just above by a hair in taking walks. Uh, he's just below in the whiff percentage, and he's just below in the chase rate, which means he doesn't chase usually bad balls out of the strike zone. So there you go. Rowdy Telez, check it in on speed. him. Uh, sprint speed is is just awful. The the second percentile. Yes, to try running faster. Yeah, yeah. He uh, he is carrying a beer wagon. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, speaking of that, I don't know if you saw it, and I don't know if it was the same kid uh, again last night. Um, they kept showing this kid behind David Bell in the dugout. I don't know if he's with the Reds or if he just was in a Reds uniform because they dress him up and he's from here. Somebody get that because he's sitting in the dugout with a helmet, and I get he's got to wear a helmet. It looks like he he just is in pain. Somebody get him a helmet that's bigger, for God's sakes. Don't they have a bigger helmet for this kid? Did you see what I'm talking about behind David Bell uh, sitting in the dugout? No, I didn't Any catch chance, that. Ben? No, I didn't oh, catch this, that. This poor kid. Kid's a, kid's a hefty kid. He's a big dude. But they got him in his helmet, and I, I mean – Rowdy Telez's helmet is loose compared to this kid. This kid looks like he's trying to squeeze a 10-pound head into a 2-pound helmet. <laughs> I, just, I just feel bad for him. Every time I look at him, he just looks like he's he's squinting and he's grimacing. And I keep thinking, this kid's in pain because somebody gave him a helmet that's three times the size is too small. Get that kid a helmet. Oh, but the, Reds, tuned, we got, the, the Reds go cut payroll. That's right. They tried to look to the probably future. Probably Castellini's kid, and they didn't have a helmet big <laughs> enough to fit him, so they, they stuffed him in something off of the, you know, they probably ate, like, ice cream out of it and then pounded it on his head. <laughs> Gave this poor kid I love those a helmets. helmet that's two sizes too small. Going to go ahead and take a quick break. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. program brought to you by our friends at Bud Light. They're the official beer sponsor of the Bill Michael Sports Talk Network, and they are our beer sponsor and have been now for 15 years when it comes to our motorcycle ride benefiting Fisher House, Wisconsin, uh, which all the big announcements are going to be coming tomorrow. Cannot wait. We have really, um, every year we always say we don't know how we're going to make it bigger and better, and uh, this year, this year's bigger and better, but next year I have no idea how we're going to make it bigger and better. So, who knows? Um, ben, did you see what I posted? You sent me that little video of the kid getting all pissed off at trying to hit a golf ball? Yep. 
I get a sense that that's a young Ben Kenny right there. Uh, it is. It was yesterday. Game's a disaster. <laughs> it's really, I, I just have no confidence. I'm a mental wreck. Sometimes you can't think. You just got to go up and just grip it and rip it. Yeah. Uh, there and, was a lack of, of alcohol consumed, and I think that maybe played into the fact that Oh sure, I lack confidence on every single tee shot, but sure. it's okay. We're we're working. Okay, I get it. I completely. Uh, I I feel for you because there are times. I are you superstitious on a golf course? Extremely. Three tees in the left pocket at all times. Um, I am superstitious on a golf course. I never. If I have a good round going, I never eat at the turn. I'll drink whatever I'm drinking. So if I'm drinking a beer, I'll drink a beer. I'll drink if I'm drinking water, I'll drink water. I don't change. I I really I I know it's stupid, but here you get into these tournaments or you get into these these uh, rounds of golf where you, you're out with your buddies and you're playing extremely well. You know you're just you're having a good round, and you get to the turn and everybody wants to stop. Ah, come on, you want a hot dog? You want you know you want a pretzel? You want? And every damn time I'm like, yeah, go ahead. And I firmly believe that by the time I eat it. Drink it, wash it down, the whole thing. It throws my weight or balance off or something, and my game goes to crap. So I never eat. If I'm not having a good game, I never eat at the turn. If I'm having a bad game, I'm like, ah, to hell with it. It doesn't matter. But I'm I'm very superstitious that way. Yeah, I've heard you I, say that. I Yesterday, I was yelling four to the group on the fairway, two holes to the right before I even teed off. Oh, my God. It was that much of That's it. a bad it's, day at the uh, office right there. Uh, an absolute mental wreck. And the worst part, when you, like, I was playing with my friend, and we were walking. We're going pretty fast. We're hitting the ball okay. But we played through these guys that were taking a while. And I got up to the tee, and I said, I, like, I'm not good, and you guys are going to be amazed at how far right this goes. And then onto the fairway and then you the proceeded third to prove yourself correct? Oh, yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Well, you got some work to do. Keeps you coming back. Now, what's worse is when you have a day in which you just suck. You're frustrated. You really want to quit after nine, but you don't. You keep going. And then on 17 and 18, you have a couple of shots that are really good. And you think to yourself, I figured it out. And that brings you back. That brings you back to the game of golf. That brings you back to play again. That brings you back to spend your money. That brings you back to a different level of frustration the next time you go out and you still suck. Because you're thinking, how did I figure it out last time? That, that, that's all. I always tell my friends, that's the shot that will bring you back, and that's the shot that will piss you off. Every time. Yep, that happened to me as well. I stuck every bunker <laughs> shot. I had three bunker shots, Bill. I stuck all of them within two feet. Never hit a bunker shot before in my life. I was like, oh, oh that's I guess awesome. I figured it out, but yeah, whatever. It's a disaster. Right. Yep. Absolutely. Good stuff. Uh, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. If you want to hit us up, uh, by all means, go ahead and do so. I uh, appreciate it. Um, so, by the way, the reaction last night, I, which is stunning to me always, but when I did the uh, the Facebook Live last night, we have more people that watch that sometimes than do the Daily Show. Maybe it was because it was that night in the evening and everybody was jocular and jovial because the uh, the Brewers were just kicking the crap out of Cincinnati. 
But more people watched that last night than sometimes they do the Daily Show. It's amazing. Just thought I'd throw it out there. Um, got a lot of different stuff going on today, not just uh, here in the uh, in the city and in the area. But, but do you get into uh, horse betting? No, no. I have not I've, at all. I've gone down that road a little bit. I've maybe gambled on one horse in my life, but I know if I start, it's going to be dangerous for my future. Yeah. Um, you know, and this year the fans are back in the stands at the Kentucky Derby once again. It's going to run in May and not later. It's always the first Sunday in May of each year, as long as it's been reserved for the run for the roses. We all know that. Um, after an unprecedented 2020 saw the race delayed until September due to the pandemic with no fans in attendance at Churchill Downs for the 147th running, um, what they call the fastest two minutes in sports, it comes up this weekend. And the purse of three million bucks. And oh, by the way, um, you know, NBC is going to have it all again. Mike Tirico is going to be there again. I love that broadcast. It's a great broadcast. Weather's a key factor for the first leg of the Triple Crown because affecting the conditions on the track and the outcome of the race. Uh, some horses actually run faster on a dry track, while others might prefer the wet, sloppy conditions. Uh, I, which always freaks me out. Always scares me a little bit. Every time, ever, ever since I saw that sloppy track and then Barbaro. Um, break the leg, and then they had to take the horse, and they tried to, you know, pin the leg back together. And ugh, it just, you know, I feel so bad. Anyway, um, it looks like there's a 60% chance of rain on Saturday, but those rain clouds should be clearing up by they say mid afternoon on the track. So it should be a decent track, a soft track, but a decent track. Uh, are you doing anything for the Derby? Do you? Do you? Because I've never really. Other than watching it, I've never really done anything for the Derby until last year when Kristen talked me into going to a party at MKE Brewing, which we had a great time, don't get me wrong. But now it's the the race is on to find the outfit to to go with uh, Saturday's attraction. Saturday, she's got a, uh, an, a charity event up in Cedarburg called the Kentucky Derby where they dump a bunch of ducks in the river and then the first duck to cross the finish line is the, the winner and all that huh. kind of stuff and you can win money. Um, but uh, apparently, yeah, I got a, I got a suit and a bow tie and all that stuff for this crap. Oh, you got to get the colors. You got to go all out. Find a hat. Uh, I can't find a hat. I got that big ass head. A bow tie. Yeah. I get my hair is too good. And then my head's too big. I, I can't find a big hat. I'd have to find like a fedora. And if I did, and I, fa- I found some kind of an outlandish suit, I've got bow ties, but I kind of forget how to tie them. And it's, it was a, it's a real struggle. I, I get frustrated and pissed off really easy. And if you've ever gone to some of the videos on how to tie a bow tie, um, first of all, it's all—it's always like prim and proper British people talking to me like I'm an—I feel like an idiot. And then you take this, and then you fold this, and then you put this through the loop, and and the whole time I'm trying to do it, I, I look like I'm trying to hang myself in prison. That's what I look like while they're doing it. And they go, oh, and then you tuck it neatly, and there you go. There's your gentlemanly bow tie. And I'm thinking to myself, you know, I'd, I'd rather just go buy the clip on. I, at this point, I'm just a mess. But I do try to tie my own. So uh, now I've got uh, the the bright blue plaid blazer. Uh, I've got the the pink bow tie and the white shirt. And I'm stuck on what color hat, if indeed I would wear a hat. But it would have to be a big, larger Almost like a Indiana Jones type of fedora. Cam Newton post game hat. Maybe. That's what I was thinking. Maybe. 
Might have to do that. Maybe put a rat's tail on the end of it or something like that. <laughs> um, but I, I would not look like I'm going to the Kentucky Derby. I would look like a giant pimp. <laughs> I, I would look like a giant pimp. Just throwing it out there. I would look like a giant pimp. Uh, let's do this. We're going to step away, take a quick break. We got more of the Bill Michael Show next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Bill Michael Show on the air. Glad to have you. Hopefully you're enjoying your day. Want to remind you that our friends at Swabam, uh, Matt Kenseth driving the Wabam car all throughout uh, the uh, great state of Wisconsin, by the way. I saw that the other day. And congratulations to Matt being inducted in the NASCAR's Hall of Fame. Awesome honor. Awesome honor. Who knew that the kid from Cambridge, Wisconsin, would grow up to end up in NASCAR's Hall of Fame? That's fantastic. But, wabam, getting a lot of pub because of it. Go to get, G-E-T, get wabam, W-A-B-A-M. Go to getwabam.com. That is getwabam.com. You'll see uh, the wabam race cars all over the state of Wisconsin. And if you're looking for cleaning products for your vehicle, for your motorcycle, for your boat, how about janitorial products for your business, for your home, they got it all, and it's right here in the state of Wisconsin. Go to getwabam.com. That is getwabam.com, and uh, and check it out for yourself. Good, good stuff from our friends at Wabam. Uh, so Brewers get a big win. Uh, Bucks are getting ready for the Game 3. Game 3 coming up down at, uh, down at the Pfizer Forum. Uh, a midday game on Saturday, 2.30 tip time down at the Pfizer Forum. Afterwards, you got the Admirals and the Manitoba Moose. Coming up on Saturday night down at the UW Panther Arena. And uh, so that's happening. A lot of good stuff there. Hopefully they get a win in advance. Uh, you know, obviously go up one game to none in the series. As now you've got uh, the uh, Admirals playing playoff hockey. Saw some playoff hockey. Did you watch playoff hockey last night again, Ben? No. No, I was locked in on Didn't baseball. watch any of it? I, I watched the Sixers get crushed. I watched the Brewers. I watched the Phillies. I wasn't that into it. That Sixers game was terrible. Mm. Abadeo, uh he just he murdered him they're with no, with without Embiid on the inside. No way. I mean, they're, there's no way they're going to be able to beat the Miami Heat. There's not a good team without him, right? But at least Glenn Rivers is on the way out. Hopefully, Harden too, and then start <laughs> over, build around Max. Yeah, but you want to see? I don't think they'll fire Glenn Rivers. Oh, they will. You think so? Oh, definitely. See, I don't think they fired Doc Rivers. He he was brought in to be a winner, and he's done less winning than Brett Brown did. I don't think they fire him this year. I think the only way he leaves is if he wants to take the Lakers job. If he gets offered the Lakers job. I don't think they fire him after just a couple of years. I also think he is kind of growing tired of the city. Because he gets asked very legitimate questions and then claps back with extreme sarcasm and condescending talk. And then yeah. he gets proven wrong every time they go back on the court. Like someone asked him, mm-hmm. hey, would you consider taking Ben Simmons out at the end of games because he can't shoot free throws? Doc goes, oh, how dare you question Ben's greatness? He's a great player. He's great at defense. And then two right. nights later, he took Simmons out in the last two minutes. So. Right. Yep. No, Doc is, is, Doc is the ultimate players coach excuse maker. No doubt about that. 
I completely agree. He did it when he was uh, he did it years ago when he was uh, in uh, with L.A. and the Clippers would always make excuses, always make. And they had a super team. They were bringing in talent all over the joint. And they were they were they were the team to beat. And he couldn't get them over the top there. Made excuse, excuse after excuse. I thought the uh, last night going to the NHL, though, uh, between the Hurricanes and the Bruins and then also last night, uh, the Minnesota Wild, they got a win. Six to two over the Blues, and uh, that I didn't think that game would turn out to be a physical game between the Hurricanes and the Bruins and the uh, and the Wild and the Blues. Two physical games last night. Got the hat trick, hats flying all over the joint last evening. So um, and also the uh, um, the argument about the Bruins trying to target the Hurricanes goalie last night in um, in that contest. So you had that going on. That was dirty. I saw that one. Yeah, you got some. You got some. Uh, you got some controversy in the NHL, which the NHL, by the way, tonight, no basketball. Without the NBA, all you have is uh, and and most of Major League Baseball. Uh, you got a lot of day games today in Major League Baseball. So you got uh, today. You've got the Reds and the Brewers, the Angels and the Red Sox, Nationals and Rockies, Blue Jays and Guardians. Uh, the Mets and Phillies play at five forty-five Central, so that's more of a night game. And then the rest of them are on the night games docket. But you don't have like those primo primo games, and you've got the NHL on a couple of different networks standing front and center tonight. They're getting a little bit of pub. Find myself watching a little NHL hockey. I'm liking it, I'm liking it a lot. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. If you want to hit us up, feel free to go ahead and do so. Uh, this one's from Willie. Willie says, "Great game by Rowdy last night. It looks like the Brewers' bats are waking up. Will we see Christian Yelich continue this pace? He has been proving everybody wrong." I, look, I said, uh, what was it, like a week ago we were talking about Yelich, and I said, look, if he's going to get healthy, get healthy against these these this type of competition. Absolutely. B- bring up the, you know, Christian Yelich right now batting 226. Remember, he was like 180 just about a week ago. So sitting there at 226, take it in a heartbeat. Rowdy Telez has the average back up from 202 to 267. Think about that. From 202 to 267 in a week. That's the kind of week he's had. Specifically, I mean, he's feasted on the Reds. So anyway, my point being, as Roddy Telez leads the team in home runs with seven of them on the season, and right now the batting averages continue to rise. Rowdy, 267. Andrew McCutcheon now back up to 242. You got Omar Narvaez at 235. Hunter Renfro at 233. Christian Yelich at 226. Willie Adamas uh, at 223. 220 for Colton Wong. Keston here is still at 212. My point is, all these guys were batting below 200 a week ago. So they're doing exactly what you thought they would do, or you would hope they would do, and that is feast on bad pitching. Now, sometimes bad pitching, getting confidence to the plate, starting to feel it, will go a long way into kind of giving you the springboard into the rest of your season. Let's hope that continues to rise which is fantastic. But a week does not make a season. For me to say Christian Yelich is back, you, you got to do it consistently. You know, consistently be on the rise. Consistently give me give me base knocks. You know, and, and I'm not saying he has to go out and hit a bunch of home runs, even though he's got three now. He doesn't have to be consistently hitting home runs. But just be consistent from here on out. Because a week doesn't make a season. A month doesn't make a season. Remember last year, I've always gone back to this. I said second week, third week, right after the All-Star break, coming out of 
the uh, the All Star break and into the remainder of the season, July and August, Christian Yelich kind of looked like Christian Yelich, and then it just tailed off and went away. He's got really really good exit velocity right now. There was a whole story written about that last week, and we posted it over on the Facebook fan page. So he's getting last night 112 miles an hour on that ball that he hit down to the right field corner off the wall. The exit velocity's there. He's he's starting to square it up. He's hitting the ball hard. So if he just continues that way, yeah, absolutely. I think he's going to come back, and I think the season will continue to progress as the weather continues to get warmer. The ball continues to fly a little bit better. I think you'll see those numbers go up. I hope. Put it that way. I hope. God, if they hit like this, it'll be, you know, we're talking 120 wins. But they're not going to do that every day. Now, hopefully they get the sweep against the Reds today. By the way, that Reds game coming up a little bit later on this afternoon. And uh, for those of you that want to stay on and listen to the program continuously, you can do it over on Twitter. You can do it on Facebook. You can do it on YouTube. But also download the app, WOZN, The Zone in Madison. Go to your phone, mobile device, whatever it happens to be, or maybe thebillmichaels.com. You can go there and click the link on your computer. But download the app, WOZN, The Zone, The Zone, T-H-E-Z-O-N-E, The Zone Madison. Download the app. Click on it. You can listen live, and you can continually listen to the program. There you go. Got a lot coming up. Just a lot. It's kind of a potpourri of stuff today. Also, Ryan Tannehill pissed off. He's pulling a Brett Favre. Although Ryan Tannehill doesn't have the same swag as a Brett Favre. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends over there at Quick Trip. Stop in, get yourself uh, all kinds of registered Jack Link's products. You could get yourself a brand new Chevy Camaro. They got that going on. You can win yourself a hundred grand. Use your Quick Rewards card, and you're good to go. That is our friends from Quick Trip. Fantastic place. Was there today? Stop into your local Quick Trip. Tell them we said hi. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up. The Bill Michael Show podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.